Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash VHP and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash VHP. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the Vacant House Podcast. I am Hayden Snook, and as always, I am joined by none other than Spike Salter and our favorite Kyle, the Kyle Bargo. I don't drink Monster <laughs> Energy drinks or hit holes through drywall, I promise. He is, he <laughs> okay, is, okay. He is a rare Kyle. Rare Kyle. <laughs> because poor Kyle Bodorf and all the other yeah. Kyles that we know. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, as you saw last week no two weeks ago now yeah it's been since we posted an episode wow we need to get back on the train here which is exciting (laughs) yeah it is it is exciting i think we finally are kind of laying everything out and we kind of have a good plan and Mm -hmm. we we know where we're going to take this podcast and i think you all are going to enjoy it uh but the one thing we're definitely not going to change is our favorite segment of course (laughs) (laughs) I hate this segment so much. <laughs> I love this segment. <laughs> it took so long. I remember the, just the long nights of drinking coffee and just going to the drawing board, just saying, what, what can here. we do? What kind of segment can we do that just draws everybody's Gosh. energy and attention? And I don't know how we came up with what to do with you. Um, Such a I, unique I got, idea. I'd like I mean, to give credit. I'd like to give credit to God. Um, God. Some Amen. divine intervention there. Amen. I, I, I knew I had to say it just to get you started. But... Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I love I it. <laughs> all right. So Spike, uh, there's some very new important news in your life and we're all very proud of you and we'd like you to share that. Yes. Yeah, so th- this is why we have these segments to, you know, to appreciate the good things that happen in life. And, um, as you guys know, and nobody else really knows, I accepted a new job. Um, I'm working full time at the Wyndham Garden uh, Resort and Hotel here in State College. I'll be starting what I think August 26. So I still got another like two and a half weeks to go, but uh, pretty excited. Uh, a little nervous, uh, but it's mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty similar to the golf job in that you know I'll be you know the first person people see when they, when they walk in, um, giving them all the information, setting up setting up with the room rates um all that so like i said i'm very excited very nervous but uh hopefully this is kind of the kickstarter for the career that i went to school for so if there's any spikes uh stalkers out there you can (laughs) come to the windham and stay college (laughs) i'll be working premium working three to 11 shifts so come visit me please now spike you said that's one of the nicer hotels you've been in in state college right it is super nice so so windham are always nice hotels, but I don't know, like when you're driving on 322 and you, and you look over, like, it doesn't look like it'd be like of like an extremely extravagant hotel. But when you walk in there, it is just, it, it, it's amazing. It's immaculate. I think is the word that I, I, I use to describe it. Um, I have an indoor pool an outdoor pool an indoor bar an outdoor bar, a conference center, a restaurant inside of it. Um, wow. Like it's, it, yeah, it's huge. Like, that was just me looking like from the lobby. And then today I went up to like the HR office to uh, fill out paperwork and it, it, it's huge. It's massive. Like, and that's, what's kind of nerve wracking for me. I'm not really nervous about dealing with the people. It's, I would say I'm more nervous trying to like, just understand the entire hotel. Cause it is just, it is massive. Like I hope they bring me in like a day or two before and give me a tour because I have no idea how I found the HR office and I have no <laughs> idea how I found, found my way up out. It's crazy. Dang, that is nuts. Oh, yeah. what was what was the story you were telling me? I think you were telling Hayden too about how when you went to that hotel for the interview, you saw someone oh whose my daughter. Gosh. Yeah. So, so if if you, I mean, it's not going to mean much to people, but I just for context, I want people when I tell the story, I want people to understand how small the chances are. Just like out of any person in the world at any time in history of my life, of her life, how is it this one person that I see? So a couple of, uh, about a month ago, I had an interview with Country and Suites here. 
and I, I had a job lined up and, and something fell through and I ended up not getting it. So um, I have my interview at Wyndham and I'm sitting there in the lobby uh, waiting for the, uh, the assistant GM to walk out. And there's a lady at the front desk and I hear her talking to the front desk agent and she's like, yeah, my name is, I won't say it over the podcast, but you know, blah, blah. And my head kind of turns and in the last name I recognize and I'm like, okay. I mean, there's a lot of these last, there's a lot of last names like that, whatever. About two minutes later, she says the first name of her daughter. She's like, yeah, my daughter, you know, says the name. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Okay, well, maybe there's two people in State College with the same name. And then two minutes later, she says, "Yeah, you know, it's crazy. My daughter is actually in the hotel business. She's the assistant general manager over at the Country and Suites. And I'm like, are you kidding me? How out of everybody in the world at any point in time in history that I was there for 20 minutes, is it the mother of the person that I interviewed at Country and Suites? So every single time someone walked into the hotel, I'm like, Oh my gosh, please do not be this chick that I interviewed with because I would have no idea what to say. Yeah, those so. kind of things are completely incredible. Like Yeah, it was nuts. I was I was freaking out. Yeah. That's wild. But yeah, just so it's like it might not be wild to people like, oh, okay, that's a boring story, but but just think of I mean it's like point zero zero times infinity one percent, mm-hmm. you know. The, well, the odds of that right so that well, well that's like me like seeing coworkers and i'm talking i'm not talking like people in my program but people that are like in their 30s or 40s out on a weekend like pittsburgh yeah. is a big city so the chances that i see it's not like we planned or coordinated even when i see someone i'm with the juniata with out and about i mean it even goes into the whole who's gonna be at the best buy in state college for on black friday that we know from high school right and we'd always yeah. have like our little guessing games and stuff it's incredible like if you think of everyone has to be at one place at one time right yeah and yeah. For, for that specific person or someone that you know that you had no coordination whatsoever i went to pickles fest or picklesburg which is like first off i don't know how people are so into pickles i don't really do you guys like pickles yeah, I, love, oh, I love pickles. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, this, 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 this isn't going to hit home with you guys. <laughs> whatever, Bargo, you pickle <laughs> hater. They have this festival that's just all about pickles, like deep fried pickles, pickle beer, Ooh. pickle Ooh. pickle everything. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, yeah why were we invited? Th- yeah, thanks for the invite, Bargo. I appreciate so it. So it was on a Sunday. It was, it was Actually, it was Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday. But yeah, I'll invite you guys next year, and you guys can eat all the pickles, and I'll just sit there with my – I got a pickle balloon. And it's in the corner of my room, and I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to throw it away until it deflates. And it's to the point where, like, I don't know how it's still up there because that's, like, two and a half, three weeks ago. But uh, back to the whole reason I started talking about Picklesburg, uh, one of the kids that I started working with, actually, the story I just told you to prior to us starting the podcast about my awkward elevator conversation, it was him that I saw at Picklesburg. (laughs) And I was yeah. like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, and he was like drunk off his mind. And I was like, yeah, pickles are great, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was funny. But yeah, just like the people you'll see at the most random places at the most random times. That Especially like for you to go in at your interview and, <laughs> and see the person that just interviewed you. or Yeah, the person it's, that, it's, yeah. it's different than just seeing someone you know. But to see like probably one of the top five people who I really didn't want to see, like it was mm. just crazy. I don't I, I called my parents and they were like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh my gosh. Like I'm, I don't know how I got through that interview. Cause the entire time I was watching the entrance. So I must've just really, I don't know who knows. Hmm. Well, speaking of interviews. So my update for this week is I've just had a crazy hectic week. So Brittany has Brittany works for PAMIC, which is the Pennsylvania association of mutual insurance companies. And once a year they have this big convention. That's like a four or five day thing. So it started on Saturday and then it went until Wednesday. So their big events were Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So Sunday, Saturday night, I was with Brittany at a Pirates game with all these old insurance people, which don't get me wrong. They seemed like very nice people, but it wasn't like you go to an IT conference. Like you got some goofy guys. You got a bunch of young guys that like want to go out and drink and have fun. And I feel like that just wasn't the atmosphere at an insurance conference aren't those some of the most <laughs> awkward times when like you're out with your parents or you're out with people you don't really know mm-hmm. and you kind of look around to see like say say you're at a table 
and you're like looking around to see if someone else is going to order a beer and and they, and it keeps going around the table and nobody's ordering anything and then you you decide like okay I, i'll get the water but if but if three other people get the beer then then you can go you know what i mean like yeah. it's crazy well, how the, we kind of watch this stuff the best part about that kind of thing or that type of situation is like if the first five people don't get a beer and they get a water and the sixth person gets a beer then everyone goes back around like oh can i also get a blue moon yes. please? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah someone and it someone always just goes back trigger Yep, Someone exactly. needs to pull the trigger. Yeah, and then that they can point to that person if like – because we've had that before, like lunches at work. And it's like you're not supposed to drink it at lunchtime. And it's like if one person does it, it it's on Ray or it's on yeah. Bill or whoever. Um, but no, so uh, I had – it was – I had a mixer on Sunday, uh, like a little like reception mixer. And Brittany was running all over the place doing her tech stuff because she's maintaining like all the – technology for the conference and working with the hotel and coordinating like power and all that stuff. And she wanted me to come really badly. Well, she was running around. So I'm literally sitting in the corner of, of like, you ever have those networking sessions where it's like, there's really small tables and it's like enough that you can, you're, it's like a standing table with a drink. And yep. I was like, do I walk over there? And then they, they try to like network with me. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm in it. And it's like, Oh, I'm trying to make money and, and grow my network. And it's just some random kid that, that's not in my industry. So that was yeah. a really awkward experience. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff that went on that weekend. I got to meet Rocky Blyer, which was really that cool. That was awesome. Yeah. He's a great speaker, by the way, like fantastic yeah. speaker. Um, I'm always big into the underdog stories and he's a very big underdog story. Um, just from, so one of the things that he mentioned was whenever he had like all these rushing records where he went to school, uh, I think it was Wisconsin is where he grew up. And Whenever he went to Notre Dame, they recruited him, and he came in for his visit after he already committed. And the coach didn't believe that that was actually him. The coach was like, there's no way that's you. Like, you had, yeah. like, 60 touchdowns in two years, and you had all these yards and broke all these records, and you're five foot nine. There's no way. You're not going to make it in this league. And then, of course, he ends up going out and goes from Just practice dominating. squad and, and dominating. Yeah, so it's an awesome story. Uh, they also had these – the big chairman's dinner they had this thing called dueling pianos which it was like our entertainment mm -hmm. i think i was sending you guys some videos of that but it were the it was these two guys up on the stage that just had two pianos in front of them and a bunch of like goofy props and other instruments and stuff and you would go up and you'd write your table you go to you'd be sitting at your table eating dinner and then you'd write like a song you want them to play and you'd go up there and some of the stuff like they're pretty much fully improv and they were like fantastic they were they were so entertaining. It's the most fun I've had in a really long time, which is saying something. Uh, but the whole reason I was talking about how like it relates to interviews is this whole week of work has felt so long because I pretty much worked like being with Brittany and being in like a, a work type setting since Sunday. And on Tuesday, all the summer associates for UPMC, which um, just like Spike's company is a fantastic company. Uh, if you didn't know, UPMC is the I'm not even kidding. I can't keep a straight <laughs> face as I'm talking about it. Sponsors. This episode is brought to you by UPMC. If your but, kid has... No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Yikes. Um, I do enjoy working for UPMC, but... Uh, no, on, I feel like you mentioned it every podcast. I do, though. and I do it like as, as a funny thing, and I can't even keep a straight face anytime or anymore because the amount of people that message me afterwards, and they're like, "Like, oh my god, when you talk about UPMC, like, because I'll talk about UPMC for like three minutes, and we're just like holding in laughter." But uh, so we have summer associates that are our interns, and then so at UPMC, I, at UPMC, and is that, where you work, Margo? that is. <laughs> Shocker. I Where do you work? Oh, my God. I'm not even going to be able to finish this story. Um, <laughs> we have our interns, and they have an 11-week program. And I, I was an intern, too. And at the end of your 11 weeks, you're offered – you might be offered a <laughs> – what the hell was that? <laughs> you, you, said, you said – and I was an intern, too, and I thought in my head, at UPMC. <laughs> at UPMC. <laughs> so you might get offered a VIP interview at UPMC. For the ISDR wow, program. VIP, VIP UPMC. So you have your, your interview in August as opposed to having it in like November. And that's kind of like they would rather, they would prefer to get like all these people from the Summer Associates Interns program as more of like a feeder program than bringing in people externally and having to teach them the ropes of like what our day-to-day -day is for the company and, and working in like that type of environment. 
But uh, so I sat in and I helped on interviews on Tuesday. And some of those interviews, it was a really awkward thing for me because my role, I was like a pre-screening interview. So I would sit with them for 15, 20 minutes. And like my goal was to, or my task was to calm their nerves because some of those kids came in there like a nervous wreck, but also to prepare them and answer any questions they had about the program. So if someone came in and wasn't nervous, that's a red flag because then they think that they have the job already because you have this VIP flag attached to it. A lot of people went in like, oh, well, this is just kind of like a formality that I don't actually have to, they're not actually going to, this doesn't actually have any weight to it or isn't going to mean anything. And those people got grilled whenever they went to the interview. Um, So I had to make it apparent that, hey, this is actually the real deal. If people had questions about the program, you'd think that'd be great because I can answer the questions. But if they have questions, that means they didn't do their due diligence and talk to anyone about the program beforehand. So yeah. it's like it's it was such an awkward thing because the best case scenario is someone came in and they would just talk to me. Essentially, I would interview them before their actual interview, but it'd be like much more casual as opposed to like everyone's thought when they come in there is, oh, I need to ask this guy a question because I'm going to be reviewed on it but realistically the questions make them look bad so that was very interesting and then i get pulled into the room afterwards we had seven interviews get pulled into the room afterwards with them with all of program leadership and they were like so kyle what'd you think of all these candidates i go one by one and i'm like uh really i was i talked to them for 20 minutes and most of them were just casual like what's up ben how you doing man like yeah i I haven't seen you in, in two weeks since top golf and like i'm not the conversation I have with them is so different than them going into that room. So I just felt like an awkwardness to it. But yes, that's, that was like the the pinnacle of this week being crazy and busy tomorrow. I give a presentation and I'm going to be in jeans. That's going to be the most dressed down that I am this whole week. Uh, And it's going to be when I have a freaking presentation, which is kind of ridiculous. That is a little ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't mean to go off on my tangent about UPMC. But it is which, a which is where you work, by the which way. Which is where I work, and it's a fantastic company. Hmm. They're definitely not know. taking over the world. Ooh, fun fact about UPMC. Oh my god! Oh, here we go. <laughs> Heinz Field, supposedly yeah. next year yeah. is not going to be Heinz Field anymore. They, they're the contract is up, and mm-hmm. I didn't do any additional research or anything. But Tommy was telling me, my roommate Tommy was telling me that the contract that Heinz and the Steelers signed or the city, I don't know how that works signed from like the two thousands to where it became Heinz field was like, it's ridiculously small compared to most NFL stadiums. So like Heinz got one hell of a deal. So they don't think Heinz is going to be able to resign. So the front runner to have the naming rights for the Steelers for the stadium is UPMC. It's hoop T. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> hoop T field. Hoop T field. Hoop wow. The, St- the Steelers would definitely lose to the Browns every year if we named it Hoop yeah. T field. Hoop T field. Yeah. It's rainbows everywhere. Uh, uh, so, Bargo. Yeah. You talked about Rocky Blyer and how he was an underdog, right? Mm-hmm. So, currently, my favorite underdog story right now is the 2019 New York Yankees and how amazing they are with all their younger players and how great they're doing. And I actually got to see them in person on Monday actually. And I got to see them beat up on the Orioles who are totally the not underdog there at all. Just terrible. Just terrible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So the Yankees are bad. The the Yankees are (laughs) absolutely trash right now. For some reason they're hitting, they, they, for some reason they've hit a total of, I believe 42 home runs in Camden yards, like uh, an MLB record. Like what kind of crap is that? They could have hit at least like 50. All right. To be honest. I hate and, Yankees fans. And like, it's just like, you know, it's just such a struggle being a Yankee fan right now. They're doing so bad. They, they're on like a five, actually a seven game win streak right now. And they just swept Boston and the Baltimore Orioles. So Both they swept the Boston. Aliens. Like, you can't and, say they swept the Orioles and make that to be a good thing. But but they they swept them back to back, and also Camden Yards was technically Yankee Stadium when I was there on Monday because it was just like 
It was so oh. loud of Yankee chants. <laughs> I, it was I can't so imagine bad. The, I can't imagine the Orioles get many fans. It was so bad. I felt if you're, going, I, if you're actually an Orioles fan and you go there for like 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 you have to be drunk, right? Yeah. I mean, I actually felt so bad for all the little kids there that were wearing Orioles shirts and stuff because they were all like, "Let's go O's, let's go O's," and then all of a sudden you just hear a sea of Yankee fans, "Let's go Yankees." And it's just, I, I felt so bad. There's this little kid beside me, and I was like, I feel so bad for him. I'm gonna chant, "Let's go O's." Like, <laughs> See, I don't. I, I was don't wearing know how, a Yankee shirt. I don't know how Yankees fans even get into games like that because they have to have jobs to get tickets. And I feel like most Yankees fans are like, yeah. the complete degenerates, not <laughs> not good people. <laughs> I mean, the, we're only the richest organ. They're only the richest organization root, rooted for by the probably the richest of the rich in the country. Nah, but, I, I would give that to Boston. Uh, eh, I don't, I don't know. know. I, feel like, I feel like Boston has the. They're probably going to drink the water and <laughs> the water and sip sip some champagne. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've been watching a lot of baseball lately, and the Orioles are very bad, and the They're Yankees trash. are doing very well. I'm shocked they didn't trade uh, Frazier. I think yeah, Cashman I actually did. Like dead ass believes the Yankees don't need pitching, and you know what? If he has better judgment than I am, I assume so. Yeah. He must know something I do not, and I think he knows that Louis, like Severino, is going to be coming back. And but only they're for surprisingly, playoffs, right? yeah, only for playoffs. Surprisingly, though, they're not looking at him to be a starter because he hasn't pitched a single game this year. So they're going to bring like make him kind of be a reliever for now mm-hmm. until next year, and then he'll transition back into the starting pitching role but i don't know if you've noticed the guy named uh, domingo herman mm-hmm. yeah he he is like stepping up big time yeah and he's he's a league leader right now in wins i believe not like not like the leader but he's mm-hmm. one of the top five gotcha i know verlander he's, and cole are up there verlander yeah 15, I think. yeah i think it goes verlander cole and then herman right now I, there might be a one in between i forget mm-hmm. but he's like a, he's just a young kid that is t- really he's the ace right now he, yeah. he's the pitcher that when they play the yankees they don't want to go against because then you got tanaka and cc and james paxton who's absolute trash right now and <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it, it's it's i don't hard understand. to go by stats though because when yeah. you're playing the red Sox so often and you're playing you play the twins a lot right yeah that's true but at the same time the only one with a i forget the stat but Everyone on the Yankees has at least a four ERA. Yeah. And that's that's crazy. Tanaka has a 4.9. Yeah. That's it, rough. It, they're just giving up so much, so many runs. And, well, that's, that's and like, Tanaka, like, it's bad. Yeah. Well, that, that's like uh, any pitcher that pitches for the Rockies. Like, they're they're bound to have over a four ERA just because they play at Coors Field. Oh, yeah. If you, like, yeah. It's, it's just one yeah. of those things. But, uh, explain to me, like, explain to me the the science behind Coors Field. I've never understood that actually. Spike, do you know? Isn't it thinner air? That that's what I thought. So the, the, the ball goes through it, like the ball doesn't get stopped. Yeah, it, it just accelerates through the air as opposed to like oh. getting stopped as like not from wind, but just like just the ball. Air, I mean, yeah, it has yeah. to whip through the air. Isn't it true that they have like a separate room just for their balls? <laughs> like, I, think I, I think I do remember hearing that. I think that they, is, it's that like a dehumidified thing. room, so that the balls aren't affected by the the air and like the the uh, climate around like Coors Field. I mean that that would make sense. That might, it might be, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, I remember seeing that like it's like an ESPN feature like years ago or something. That like there was a whole science that had to go into like sports in Colorado because of how yeah. bad the or how high the altitude was. Well, it's, it's, does, Col- does Denver, Denver, duh. I was about to say, does yeah. Colorado have a, a football yeah. team, Denver? Mm-hmm. Well, it's completely different um, in, in the sports too because it's like baseball, it, it's almost an advantage because you can hit the ball as hard as you do, you know, if you were in Florida and the ball is going to go a lot faster but than football. It could be an advantage for both teams is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, more of an advantage for the, for the Rockies because they're used to it. But still, I mean, any hitter can go in there and, and hit a home run um easy um from easier yeah. but in football it's completely op it's complete opposite like denver will always have the advantage there is never there is never a team that will mm-hmm. go in there that doesn't have you know what i mean it, it, it kind of sucks um i remember when the steelers played there 
Um, Ryan Clark could never, could never play. play. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm honestly surprised that Denver hasn't had more success mm-hmm. um, because I mean, you think about it, no other team you can prepare, like you can prepare if you're a cold team or if you're a hot team, um, like down if like Miami, say the dolphins, you can always prepare for like green Bay or Minnesota or something like that. Just go up for a week in the freaking cold weather and get used to it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just, you can't just prepare for Denver. You know what I mean? Right. Did you guys, I don't know if this is just not clicking for me, but do you ever think about like Denver and Colorado as high altitude and that's like the weed capital of the world to where people get high? Uh, ha, ha, ha. That's interesting, actually. That, I, I wonder if that was like an afterthought or if that was like, where can we get people, where can we have a state that is going to have very lax legislation to where they'll let us legalize marijuana and the altitude, it's so high that people are going to get like really high. <laughs> I feel I feel like people, like... I feel maybe it's because Colorado was already known as like the adventure state in a way yeah, with true. the Rocky mountains and all the, all the things that are involved yeah, in Colorado. All the, all the really snowy, know, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, people go all, out and, that's where all and the travel were and anyway. adventure. Yeah. That's where the potheads yeah, were anyway, uh-huh. like going out and snowboarding yeah. and yeah. I mean, it, it, kids from Mifflin County went to Colorado to snowboard and we know who they are that smoked weed. So yeah. And there's nothing wrong with smoking weed, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe someday there will be a study that says, hey, by the way, all that weed you're smoking, not not good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. My yeah. favorite in high school was – um, my favorite thing in high school was when you would, like, argue with people against marijuana or for marijuana. And I'm not saying – I'm not saying whether I'm against or for. I really don't care. But my thing was – the thing that irritated me with, with pro-weed – arguments was like well it's good for the economy and i just want to say to them shut up you don't care about the economy you're freaking 10th grade like yeah. <laughs> all these things like it's good for the economy it's good for this it's good for that you don't give a flying shit about the yeah. freaking economy you know what i mean it's like stop it with the fake bs come on now you just you just want to get high that's it that's literally yeah. all you want to do stop acting like you actually care right. oh my gosh that irritated me to no yeah. end they're just trying to find a reason as to why how like weed could be a good thing like and and i'm i'm kind of pro like i don't have any issues with people doing it i'm not gonna go out there and rally and be like we deserve weed legalization everywhere but if someone were to ask me i'll be like yeah i think it's a good idea it's not a negative thing but i mean it's a lot better than than cigarettes and jewels and Oh, that and kind alcohol. of garbage. Yeah, that, that's I mean, true too. To be honest, it's alcohol just, is way worse. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. I I just get super annoyed at how like people like there are some people that just don't stop talking about it. Like, yeah. you know how that, like a lifestyle. Um, it really is. You know how on the on the internet now it's a huge thing. Like it's hilarious because all the time you just see like Florida man and then fill in yeah. the blank. Yeah, I feel like I feel like stoners and people who smoke weed all the time and are super annoying always start to always start the uh, story off with. Well, this one time when we were smoking, and it's like, do you understand how much of a loser you sound like right now? Like, I'm sorry. I, I, that, I that is people, rough. But, that is yeah. rough. Because I'll start a lot of my stories off like, we were at my house and we were pretty effed up. Like, I, I was at work at UMC, UPMC, I was, where yeah, I worked. I was just about to <laughs> Parker's like, ah, this joke is mean now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still upset that that everyone's making fun of Kyle's. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that is a funny thing right now. I don't See, know. Where, I, never, so like, I don't know Brad any Kyle's came. like that. I mean, Me freshman neither. year Kyle Bargo could be. Oh, stop. No, <laughs> he definitely he, could be. No, he could not. Compass arrogant D3 football player. All See, right. the thing is, I don't know any Kyle's like that, but take the Kyle out. and But I, I know people who, who fit that description. Yes. It just would be a Kyle. Like, I know exactly yeah. what they're trying to get. Right. Could definitely name at least 10 people, right? Oh, my god! But I yeah. feel like maybe All it's because... All at the C-Parking lot of County High School. What? <laughs> I feel like for me, like, I, I think of that and I get... I don't get, like, offended, offended, but I'm, like, kind of mad that... I don't fit that description at all, and everyone now everyone thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Like, oh, Kyle, did you punch a hole through the drywall yesterday? Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I went to I went home yesterday, and I went to bed. Like, if but, I ever see you drinking a monster, oh my god, <laughs> I hate it. It's like, game that over. Is, that is the opposite. Yeah, that is the opposite of me. But it's funny because uh, I'm so pro Brad and Chad being like the frat boys. 
But oh my if my gosh, name yeah. was Brad or Chad and I was just like a regular guy and I was just like a bro that wasn't a frat boy, I'd be so mad that I'm grouped in with that. Yeah. So I think it's just the fact that now I'm the one that has to deal with it and it's not <laughs> not as funny because everyone thinks it's super funny, but I hear it like three times a day now. <laughs> uh, now would you gosh. rather would you rather hear that joke? Or not a joke, it's actually a true saying that you're a great driver. So that's grown on me because originally you said it as a joke. And now I know that you know I'm a great driver. You're the best driver I've ever experienced. Yep. yep. So I just get very happy. It reaffirms the fact that I know I'm a great driver. So I, I like that joke better than what? So you called it a joke, so are you not serious? No, no, no. I said before, I said this isn't a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you're a great driver. Hayden, you agree, right? I mean, absolutely, 10 out of 10. Spectacular. In I'm, fact, extravagant driver. I mean, I guarantee if you did Uber, you would be five-star. Five-star. Uh, I'm definitely a better driver than Hayden because we were on the phone with him the other day, and the amount of times I heard the, <laughs> <laughs> you're driving off the, off the, the beep, road, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> that's beep, not beep. fair i mean to be honest when i'm driving on back roads it's kind of hard to stay off the ledge of the side of the road and also the i mean you drove out through signalville yeah. those lines no, are not very good yeah i get it there but at the same lines. time like i understand but at the same time like if you were as Artists good of a driver like, as me then you wouldn't have to like yeah, deal with you're that right. you're right yeah. you're right today i actually got so mad at my phone for some reason that i threw my phone at my dash and i actually knocked a piece of my car off that's were you using Were you using the Waze app? I was not using the Waze app. Burger, did we tell you about the Waze app? You guys mentioned it, but you never like filled me in on it. You just oh my gosh. said about the Waze app. <laughs> so, I, said, so, it, I said, what is that? And you were like, oh. <laughs> 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 Typical <laughs> response. So the Waze app, yes, I know it's pronounced Waze. Get off my back. Oh, but, uh, my gosh. Okay. The Waze app is one of the greatest things ever invented. So on our way down to Ocean City, we discovered the Waze app. And how many people did we help, Hayden? What was keep the, talking. Uh, I have the exact screenshot. Yeah, so we uh, the whole ride to Ocean City from uh, Mifflin County, which is what, like six and a half hours, something like that. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we were putting on there where vehicles were stopped on the side of the road or where policemen were or where there was construction confirming where all these things were from past people doing it or saying that they're not there. And so I like to think that when I worked at PennDOT, um, I saved millions of lives. Oh gosh. Um, and I just like to think that I'm taking my talents elsewhere and helping other people on the road. I'm a, I'm a road warrior. Um, and we helped how many people? Exact stats then. We helped how many people? Okay. So, out of 16 reports that you created, you helped a total of 1,697 people. And now I'm not looking also, for uh, I'm not looking for praise. I'm not looking for like right. fan mail. But or you anything. got praise. You got praise. Did I really? Yes, because out of those 1,600 people that you well, actually almost 1,700, out of those 1,700 people that you've supported and helped, 157 of them said thank you. And you know what I wow. say to those 157 people? I say you're welcome. Yeah. And and expect more. Expect more lives to be saved because okay. I care about So the, I didn't the... realize this, but it also has your most popular. Uh, I guarantee I know what the most popular reports. button is. Most popular reports. Okay. On the shoulder. Now, I, I will let you have two guesses, and Bargo, you can guess too if you know the reports. I don't know the reports. Okay, okay that's fine. I'll let, Bar I'll let Spike guess. You have two guesses to guess the number one uh, report. Um, vehicle on the side of the road, the shoulder of the road. Yeah, that is correct. Car stopped on the shoulder of the road. You helped a total of 411 people and you received wow. 27 thank yous for that report. Again, again, all I can say is you're welcome and I love you all. Your number two was car stopped on road. Agreed. And the difference is? And the difference is that like it's like traffic stopped. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. So that one has 211 that has 211 like or helps and then 30 thank yous if anybody is ever looking for a driver um to use the waze app and just kind of you know drive around state college and make sure everything's good i'll do it i'll do it um you know so I think that's my call. here's a question does Waze have the option to like does it give you like different tiers like can you be like 
I'm gonna say it, but I don't. I'm not gonna feel good about saying it. Could you be like a Waze warrior and I love be it. like the the top of the top? <laughs> like, like you're you're a role model for kind of like um kind of like on Facebook when they have like the top fan things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you said that. I'm gonna look into this right now. <laughs> Can you oh, be so a you professional guys... Waze user or driver? Okay, so. <laughs> I hate that you so guys called Waze. <laughs> Waze. Because so I've have thought about that before and I had no clue. I didn't know how it was spelled. I didn't I was trying to figure out what you were talking about in that moment. And meanwhile, I I've used the Waze app, but I never ever ever heard someone call it that. Like nor <laughs> did I put the freaking the context clues together or like spell it out or sound it out in my head like was a ways. so uh interestingly enough uh you have a scoreboard there's a scoreboard that puts you up against Ooh. oh my god there is a level system i bet there is what a great Heck idea yeah. so you start off as a baby laser <laughs> and then you work your way to sounds like a pokemon adult laser and then you're a citizen laser and then you're a night laser and currently, Spike, thanks to your contributions, my account is at Royalty Wazer, the top wow. tier. Oh my gosh, we're at you're, Royalty wait, you're top Wazer tier already? Yep, That's I am top incredible. tier. My my rank out of the world is sixty four thousand six hundred forty six, which is actually pretty impressive. Pretty that impressive, is. To be honest. It's like millions of people that have it, right? Um, yeah, I mean millions. And my points all time are one hundred nineteen thousand points. <laughs> I'm 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 humbled. I don't know what to say. So Spike, is, all you gotta do is wow. drive to Ocean City like once every week, and you could be like top thousand. Can I put that on a resume? You think? Yeah, absolutely. Like, are you kidding me with that? Like, man, uh, the same thing as putting a top fan. Like, oh, I'm top like, fan of Beyonce's Facebook page. I it shows I'm determined, and I'm sacri- <laughs> I'm sacrificing. You know. Yeah. So interestingly enough, the number one guy in the world right now for ways. Currently is ranked number one with nine million one hundred and eighty-six thousand eight hundred and seventy-six points. You have a hundred thousand points. I have a hundred thousand points. And you know, you know, he's doing the same thing that I'm doing, and he's almost oh, making yeah. it a game. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got to be single. He has to be. <laughs> no, it's in his Tinder profile. Number one ways. Uh, what's what's the top one? A royalty waiser. Number one raise royalty ways. Wow, it's a tongue twister. Ways royalty. What? Tier. What's the last word? Okay, so I was wrong. I was wrong. So the ways levels. I was reading a wrong article. I'm on Wiki Wikipedia right now. So and you were on fake news. Yeah, wow. I guess so. But ways the official report is if you start off as ways baby, and then you go to ways grown up. And then, as you said, Bargo, you become the Waze Warrior. Actually? Yes, actually. And then you become the Waze Knight, and then you become Waze Royalty, which we are. So we're Waze Royalty. Yes. Hmm. That's such a great idea because it incentivizes people to report stuff on the road. Love it. So listen to this. Listen to this. So Waze Baby, the description is, welcome to the world, Wazer. You're a baby now, but not for long. Drive 100 miles to become a grown-up. You become a grown-up, okay? You've matured and can now pick a new Waze mood to become a Waze warrior. You'll need to seriously ramp up the points. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, Waze... wait, wait. So you gain points just by driving, not by reporting stuff? Yes, by reporting and, oh, and driving. Oh, by, okay, okay. Okay, and then Waze Warrior's description is, Behold the shield. You've reached the top 10% of high scores in your region. Maintaining <laughs> it won't be easy. Then Waze Knight is, The sword is yours. You've yes. reached the top 4% of high scores in your region. You're almost royalty. Keep on looking for those point opportunities. And then Waze Royalty Spike, this is unbelievable. Oh, boy. Here we You've go. arrived. You I'm, are I'm in kneel- the hold, top- on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let okay, me kneel down okay. for this. I'm kneeling for this. Okay, okay. You've arrived. You are in the top 1% percent of high scores in your region drive around knowing you're the vip as they come and i will do that can you believe we are in the top one percent of ways users crap 
I'm speechless. That's unbelievable. I'm speechless right now. Uh, Bart, come tell? on. Give him a round of applause. What who are you I doing, tell? bro? I mean, who, like. Who do I tell? I don't know. I feel, like it golf should clap, be, golf I feel like it should be golf harder clap. to learn, earn than that. Cause what? Because now, now you're not. Wow. Well, yeah, it was just one trip. Like you. Yeah, did, but I've been did. using Waze for a long time. Oh, okay. That's just rude of you to think. Yeah, would I'm a little offended. Triggered. No, I mean, it's yeah. fantastic that, that you're doing that, but it's also you did one trip of reporting things, and you're already top tier. But I, I didn't understand that it, it groups in like your driving and your mileage. So it's funny because when we were in Ocean City, I also became the top of a program, and I became Chick Fil A Red status. Yes, I forgot. Yeah, talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. So. This is so ridiculous. Uh, so I think literally it's just like any other uh, rewards program for food to where you spend money, you get rewards. The cool thing about the Chick-fil-A one is Chick-fil-A has like a really, really good app and like a really, really good reward system. So from what I understand, like I'm constantly going home from Pittsburgh. So any Chick-fil-A I've ever stopped at, I'm eligible to get rewards anytime that their uh, managers or whatever – say they're going to give out a free chicken sandwich so if mike bergmeyer in altoona if i've stopped at his store before and scanned my code if i'm in if i'm in pittsburgh and he's giving out a free sandwich i can redeem it in pittsburgh so literally once every week week and a half i get a free sandwich free something and i'll go and redeem it so when we were in ocean city we were pitching around the the idea of doing like uber eats or something because we were we were all getting there none of us yeah we were getting there i guess um Hayden Amen. was definitely the best person to drive, and I deemed him responsible to drive, and he did great. And we were a great tag team to go pick up Chick-fil-A. Um, but we were originally going to do five guys, which was going to be, what, like 150 Super bucks? Expensive. Yeah. Yeah, really expensive. Um, and then we ended up going with Chick-fil-A, and I got to scan my code, and I got like 800 points from just that transaction. It bumped me to red status, which is their top tier. And those 800 points, that's two chicken sandwiches. So just by us getting meals for all of us, which, Spike, you hardly even ate anything that night. I think you just had like three chicken tenders, right? Or something yeah, like I don't that. know what was going on with me. Yeah, well, you I only was, had was... three. Aldo, meanwhile, Aldo had like two sandwiches and a large fry. <laughs> I thought, I, I don't know if I thought it was going to be bigger or mm-hmm. what I was doing. But yeah, when I got my food, I was like, what, what, am, I, what am I doing? Like, I'm yeah. starving. <laughs> but, uh. No, so that that was really cool. And then the the fun thing they attach to Chick Fil A's red status is, uh, once you hit red status, you get redemption uh, for tickets to visit Chick Fil A headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. So it's kind of silly. You like, it, I've been to Atlanta before just to drive through it when we went to uh, we went to Panama City for my spring break last year. Yeah, I guess that was last year. Yeah, last year, and. Uh, but I would never go to Atlanta just to visit Chick-fil-A. Like, what are you going to do there, you know? And I feel like the tickets themselves aren't really worth all too much. If that makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, eh. I don't know. It's pretty cool, though. No, dude. I can, I... I can say I'm top tier Chick-fil-A. Very cool. I respect that. No, that, that is respectful. <laughs> you can book a trip, right? I mean, on yeah. all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I think we were looking on the website, me and one of my coworkers, and I think you can book a you anyone can visit the headquarters, but they had to pay like thirty bucks per ticket. So I think that mm-hmm. it's it's just like a sixty dollars savings because I can bring someone else. So mm-hmm. I mean, still, it's probably something I, I'll hey, never do. But don't I have, don't knock down your reward because it's well deserved. Oh, thank you. I have a um, I have a Chick Fil A probably like less than a mile away from my place, and I think I've only gone there like maybe twice in the last year that I've lived here. Dude, I would be 500 pounds. Well, I think it's because, like... <laughs> that just got weirdly silent. Yeah, I, yeah, didn't know, I, I, didn't, like, I didn't know how to respond to that. I mean, Chick-fil-A is, like, the best restaurant ever. No, it's very, very good. Now, are you guys jerks like me and say thank you, like, 30 million times to the workers so that they're forced to say my pleasure? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So if you've ever noticed, when you say thank you, they all That's say my true. pleasure. So I make it, like, my mission... To any time they say anything to me, I say thank you, so that they have to say my pleasure. That's kind of messed up. 
That's hey, like the same thing as as go as go, as going in and out of the doors at Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Walking out. Welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> oh. Do you guys like Moe's? You eat I, like Moe's? Chipo- I like Chipotle better, but yeah, I like Moe's. Yeah. I don't Moe's... even know what Moe's is. <gasps> That's okay. You know Chipotle and Kidoba, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all that matters. Moe's is like a distant third for me. But there's some people that like love Moe's. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's I, the same thing. I like Chipotle a lot better than both of them. See, I, I think I like Chipotle better. Um, but I have a Kidoba in Southside that I go to a lot. So it's kind of grown on me. So yeah. I get steak from that Kidoba. But the chicken, like a typical chicken burrito bowl, definitely, definitely Chipotle for sure. There's, there is a rumor that a Chipotle is going in like right near Chick-fil-A here in State College. Ooh. And if that is true... I will be 500 pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chipotle. Well, actually, so Chipotle's not that bad for you if you get the right things. I Agreed. have always gotten the burrito. Uh, so, Spike, life hack. You ready for this? Here we go. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say, but go ahead. No, I, I want to hear if you actually got that right. What am I going to say? Okay, so I've heard this before, that if you get the bowl tortilla wrap, you can have more in it than the actual burrito itself. Yeah, so you get the bowl, and then you just get the tortilla on the side. Yeah. That's a good idea. I just always forget to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Burger's so disappointed. He really wanted to tell you that. Well, no, it's okay. I think, you, I, think I heard from you. Probably. I mean, that would make sense. I mm. told – you know how we would always get a Burger King, and we, like, we always got, like, water cups, or we'd get a soda or mm-hmm. whatever? Yep. But we all know what water cups are. We went to Chipotle on our way to Ocean City – uh, me, Ben and Aldo and Ben never knew he, he asked for a water and they gave him a bottle of water. And I was like, why didn't you just get a water cup? He was like, what do you mean? What's a water cup? I'm like, what? How you didn't know what a water cup? No. And like, oh. I wanted to heard people... like a courtesy cup or whatever. No, no. He had no clue. So I was like, are you always like, cause he's a health guy. It's like, you always just getting water. He's like, yeah, I'll just get water from places. I'm like, don't pay for it then. Yeah. <laughs> but. And that's that's one of the things I've taken too. Is it took me? I think it was senior, junior, or senior year that I found out the courtesy cup was was a real thing. And um, at that point, I think I don't know if it was one of YouTube, but someone told me that restaurants, any place that serves food, legally has to give you water for free or give you a cup for water. So like, there's a place yeah. in Southside called the Pub Chip Shop, which it has. I always get the surf and turf from there. It's it's chicken and fish, and then fries on the side they call them chips but that's like an irish thing or whatever uh but the water they give you there is like you see them turn on the sink give you the water and it's like room temperature water so it's like don't like that at all but at least they they give you the water there's places i've been in south side that they refuse like you have to pay like two dollars and fifty cents for a water and i've been so close like you cannot legally do this <laughs> Like, that's not something you can do. You should have. That's bullshit. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know. Do, do bars? Bars have to legally give you water, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I'm going to get that place I mean, I'm gonna get that place shut down. That was Jimmy D's in Pittsburgh. Oh, anyway, wow. That's where that's at. And they wouldn't give Brittany a water. They said it was two fifty. I'm like, you cannot legally do that. Two fifty no. for a water. Yeah. Because they should they should want you that's to drink insane. water. Well, they should want you to get really messed up, and then yeah, their, yeah, but you know reward, what I mean. Yeah, so assuming that you don't go in their trash because they shouldn't let people in like completely obliterated. So you're spending money, typically, to buy very like you're spending a lot of money because unless you're going to like Mario's or like a cheaper bar, like the Beer Haas or something, you're spending four or five bucks a beer. So if you're going in there and getting a mixed drink or a beer, you're already doubling what they what they paid for that or tripling or it's like some disgusting thing for for alcohol for like what people actually make on it but like at the end of the day if someone's so messed up that they ask for water like that's your that that should be i don't want to say a right because i everyone's gonna agree that it's a right but you gave them your business they should give you a water as like a feel better you had a good night kind of deal right Mm -hmm. like that is messed up and if, ugh, I'm going to run them out of business. You just wait. 
the biggest one of the biggest dance clubs in Pittsburgh. I'm going to run out of business because they didn't serve Britney water. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's not the only person that that happened to like, you know, for sure, for sure. And I don't know if it was the bartender being shady or something or if it was just like that's a policy they have that. But then again, I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird thing because you'd think that. Like, I'm not, and you guys aren't either, I'm not someone that, like, if, if something gets messed up, like, I want it to be fixed. Like, if someone gives me the wrong food, I'll I'll ask for the right food, but I'm not going to throw, like, a big fit about it. But there's yeah, people right. in this world that are like, oh, my God, I asked for my burger medium well, and it's almost medium well, but it's not fully medium well. Like, there are people that are all up in arms about that, and even if the peop- even if the food place goes and and addresses the problem... They still want stuff for free. They still want all this different stuff because they had to wait an extra four minutes. Isn't it funny how people like try to be miserable? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they will literally they go bring everywhere. everyone else down. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just, they will go into a place or wake up in the morning or, or make a face and just purposely try to be miserable. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the type of people that I just can't stand. I cannot yeah, and- stand. I have no, I have no. I have I don't feel bad for them at all no. because it's it's on them it's on you I'm not and we could get in a whole bunch of me, like mental uh, issues mm, here and I'm sure. not talking about that I'm just talking right. about people who go into places and just constantly bitch about everything pretty much mm. or one of my biggest pet peeves is people that are just very negative about things that seem very positive yeah I agree now couldn't you say that those people are just being realistic. I completely disagree with and that. And Hayden's actually. about to end the podcast right now. And <laughs> See, to be this honest, is, ter- this is think... a terrible time to end it because I want people to know exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's Do good it. that we give them something to think about. So basically, we have a friend that absolutely refuses to listen to us. And whenever uh, we, Spike and I and Bargo, give him advice, he says that it is realistic and it's just – absolutely annoying to know that in order for something to be realistic it actually has to be real and he has absolutely no idea if this is real or not so he continues to tell us it's realistic but it's okay it's completely fine that's how he wants to think we love him regardless would you agree spike yes sir okay then i think that's a great time to close it and uh <laughs> we'll uh, talk call about this, this at some other point probably. yeah yeah later down the line we will we will discuss it whenever it's not happening when, when this when this situation diffuses and uh this this guy was right um and he mm. was being realistic yeah we'll talk about it and yeah. that's exactly Maybe, what's well, gonna well, happen if that person has that yeah. mentality that it's gonna be realistic right right exactly i, I, I life I is what you make of it it's all up in your head and i think i think this person needs to take a shot and I hope you do brother, because we're, mm. we're here for you here at the vacant yeah. house podcast. And mm. sir, we want you to dream big. And of course, keep those thoughts alive. Are we ending it there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>